Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Shek. You know, that chant, which, of course, originates from New York Jets game, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 it sounds like Santonio Holmes is uh, about to be out on the open market, as are a number of other high-profile football players. The one that upsets me the most is Steve Smith, our old pal here on the uh, DDFP, and not just because he's kibitzed with us at great length on the podcast over the last couple of years, but because it just don't seem right. And listen, I'm no, uh, I'm not naive, and I don't want to be Pollyanna about it. I get it. Pro football is a business and all that, but some guys, you just don't kick to the curb. I don't. I would rather... It makes more sense for me for the Panthers to keep Steve Smith than it did for the Lakers to pay Kobe Bryant all that loot. Steve Smith isn't hurt or anything like that. All right, listen. I don't want to get into a jag before I introduce everybody. First of all, let me say hello to my main man, seated to my immediate right, still wearing his blue suit at that. I like him uh, being fashionable. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Yes. Sure. Dressed up because uh, I had the great honor and privilege to be a part of the Kenny Washington Square dedication today in Los Angeles. Awesome. And if you're not aware, go hit the history books and or like, history books. Like that's what people use now. Hit the Google. Yes. Or actually, I've written a story about him, too. You'll probably find it'll be one of the first searches that comes up. Uh, one of the guys that helped break the color barrier a year before Jackie Robinson did it in the Major League Baseball. Kenny Washington, a true pioneer. Go read up on him. It's a worthwhile cause, and uh, I'm uh, I'm still glowing from just being a part of such a great event. Yeah, awesome. Good for you to get to be a part of that. And, um, yeah, it also, though, and I'm not uh, diminishing the event or the man, but it uh, it's another thing that shows, Rank, when I say to you the only thing that matters in pro football 
is the Super Bowl era, and maybe you can make a case for the 60s with the AFL and all that stuff. But everything that predates that isn't here's, – here's how you know it wasn't in the zeitgeist. Nobody celebrates Kenny Washington. Everybody, if you asked people, they would all say, oh, no, it was Jackie Robinson who broke the color barrier in professional sports. Not true. No, not true. And actually, if you look at some of the early professional football leagues with guys like Fritz Pollard who were playing integrated football, who actually were in the uh, coal mine leagues – of Pennsylvania out down in Shenandoah and places like that. So there is a history of it there. I feel it's someplace that the NFL has dropped the ball on celebrating that history and the Pro Football Hall of Fame at time does a great job. But it's something and I understand if you want to compare eras and you want to compare records and if you wanna if you wanna say if somebody wants to make the argument that Don Hudson was better I do want to make that argument okay. and have many times. Don Hudson's stats right. are not relevant. But this is this is a different Yes. Circumstance of somebody who helped break a, the color barrier. And also remember, it doesn't too, have to do with but, his playing deeds. It has no. to do with, yeah, and being, in, being the first man and going up against all that, uh, you know, the discouragement from some teammates or from, from a, others from in an the entire sport. league. Right. And this was something uh, that's big in Los Angeles because in the 50s, this may be hard to believe because there's no football team out here now, but the LA Rams were very popular, like the Lakers during their heyday. And the Rams were the first team to have their away games televised. They started on the DuPont Network in 1951. And, of course, when you think of how important television has been to the National Football League, you think of the greatest game ever played in 1958, and the reason why is it was televised and came into your living rooms. Well, part of the reason that started, if you trace it back, it was those early Rams teams of the 50s, late 40s and 50s. Kenny Washington, a big part of that helping the popularity grow. So when you think of the television aspect of it, too, he has a, he has his uh, thumbprints on it as well. He walks out of 66, uh, a comedian football fan guy, and he walks back in an NFL <laughs> historian who actually is now starting to call the NFL the National Football League. That's how, uh, that's how hoity-toity you've become. A right? little bit. It's what happens <laughs> when you're still wearing the tie. I hear you. Um, all right, let's say hello to the other man here in Studio 66 with us. All the way from England, here he is. It's Handsome Hank, everybody. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed. I've done nothing as impressive as Adam or <laughs> yourself, obviously today. But um, but hopefully this afternoon will bring better things. Oh yes, let, let me tell you uh, this uh, little bit of good news. In fact, let me uh, allow you to hear a little bit of this good news. We caught up with just moments ago one Russell Wilson. Yet another of the world champion Seattle Seahawks. We kibitzed for just a few minutes. And, uh, you know, we talked about this, that, and the other. Black tie, back behind the glass. The producer, back where he belongs, in his chair. Why don't you share a little noise from Russell Wilson and me? Brought to us by Vizio today. He is the quarterback of the world champion Seattle Seahawks, as well as perhaps the NFL's sexiest deep ball thrower, it's Russell Wilson, everybody. Congratulations to you, fellow. What's going on? Um, thank you so much, man. It's an honor to be here. Uh, the sexiest deep ball. I guess that's a good thing. And then, uh, and then the other thing is you know, obviously winning the Vizio Top Value Performer for the second year in a row. It's a tremendous honor. And uh, for the fans, by the way, fans can get um, you know my signed gear or whatever from Vizio Fandemonium, VizioFanzone.com. So uh, make sure you go do that. All right, and, of course, you destroy the entire NFL. You sit atop the football mountain. So now we don't have to discuss any of your other possible foes. Let's keep it in-house with the Seattle Seahawks. Let's say the Seattle Seahawks offense play defense. 
against the Seattle Seahawks defense playing offense. Who wins that game, Russell Wilson? Oh, I'm, 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 we're definitely winning. Offense is definitely winning. I'm picking Richard Sherman off playing quarterback. <laughs> you know, uh, so uh, there's no doubt. I'm taking it back to the house, too. So wait a second. Sherman gets to be the signal caller? Yeah, you know, I, he looks like he'd be a sing, uh, signal caller. You know, Earl Thomas, he may be too short. <laughs> you listen to yeah, he's a nice fella. I don't know, though. He declared, as you heard there, right, Richard Sherman would be the quarterback if the Seahawks' defense played offense. I'm surprised mm. by that. that uh, I, I kind of get that. He seems athletic enough. Started he played as a wide, wide receiver. Why yeah, that's why a... I would think he would be. Yeah, I would think he would want to go to his, his uh, college position. I, think I, would... But I, would, I would imagine that everybody who plays defense in the NFL at some point of their career were the quarterback. Of their high school, yeah, that's team. true. That's sort of like in when uh, every, every baseball player that you're watching was definitely the pitcher on their team. Oh, absolutely, right? yeah. They all and they were dominant, and they were the <laughs> and every pitcher in the major leagues was the best hitter on his absolutely. little league up through college. Team. Well, Mark Trumbo, who got traded to the Arizona Diamondbacks during the offseason, went to USC as a pitcher, and then the Angels drafted him and turned him into an outfielder. So that's absolutely the case. Yep, it's the same right. way how every role player you see in the NBA. In a high school team, we're like the go-to guy. 30, I love thirty-five oh, yeah. a game. Oh, yeah. I played Bryce, against Ryan Scalabrini, go-to guy. I've told the story before, and I'm going to tell it to you again now. In growing up in Pittsburgh, on my high school team, we played Darrell uh, Porter. He was a he's a forgettable. Uh, not I mean, he was a fine player. He was the sixth man on some good Pitt basketball teams in the late '80s. Prior to that, he was one of the better. Uh, high school players in the Pittsburgh area, and he dropped. He didn't play the whole game. He dropped fifty, and he was. I mean, it was a marginal. I mean, didn't play professional. Maybe played overseas, but didn't make it to the NBA, of course. And he was fine. wasn't good enough to be a starter on a good pit team. And he dropped fifty on us. I'm fascinated by these guys in the NBA. Did they must have scored eighty points every time they played? It's it, it, it's remarkable. Anyway, handsome. I know you don't like when we fall into the uh, real quick. Just to go back to the, the interview, though, talk. you can hear uh, the full and actually watch the full interview at a photocom slash check. I got a little dewy. You I, got a little hot. Yes. I did. I don't know a what. Little, I don't uh, know what's going on. I've been getting dewy up on the brow. I don't know what what's going on with me. It's exciting to speak to Seahawks. Well, you know, like I like I say, you know, we've talked. Uh, we've been lucky here in '66 and uh, to to yap with so many of these fellows, and uh, they're all nice guys. The one thing I didn't talk to him about is, and we got into it a little bit on the podcast the other day. Real quick, fellas, do you expect that in the copycat league? Do you think, handsome Hank, that the template of Pete Carroll, which is the loosey goosey, say whatever you want, be a personality, and so on? will spread throughout the NFL because, you know, obviously Bill Belichick doesn't want that to happen, but, you know, the cat's out of the bag and the Seahawks mm-hmm. have, have won the Super Bowl. So how can you discourage anybody? No, this is how we do it here. Well, but, yeah, but we didn't win. We haven't won a Super Bowl in a decade. The Seahawks just did. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a difficult one. You know, normally when we talk about the, the sort of trends that um, coaches may copy around, you know, from a Super Bowl team, it tends to be more like the style that the team plays with. And you can understand how that could be adopted. But I think it's more difficult. We've seen, uh, you saw Tom Coughlin do it when the Giants won a Super Bowl, and or at least that's what we're told, that he sort of 
lightened up a little bit. Mm. I just think some of these coaches have such big egos, and they've you know it's taken a while for them to get to the position of head coach, and they've you know coached through the years, and they develop their style. And this is me. I think it's quite difficult for them to go. Oh, that Pete Carroll guy, he did pretty well. He was really loose. I'm going to change everything up, and and instead of being this rigid taskmaster like Greg Schiano is not suddenly going to be like, hey guys, don't worry about practice today. Just turn up when you want. <laughs> it's funny. That's a pulling back the curtain thing. I've talked with some guys on the Patriots, and your larger point is uh, is well taken. But I, it, it is interesting that uh, Heath Evans, Willie McGinnis, some of those other Patriots have told me that Belichick would, in fact, pull back a little bit. They would stop the physical practices the deeper into the season they got. And once they got into the playoffs, that's I was surprised by that. That, was, mm. that doesn't sound Belichickian. You would think he'd want them knocking heads right up uh, until the big game. But, in fact, he uh, lets them rest up a bit. But isn't that basically his his persona is all about how he behaves in press conferences? Right. Like he gives yeah, off Yeah, you're so right about that, yeah. To I everybody think- else, it, it might be somebody who's like, oh, yeah, like so and your friend Jake – is a quiet guy when you're out in a social social, excuse me, situation. But when there's the four of you hanging out watching games, he's the funniest guy in the room. Yeah, yeah. there's some of those. I guys. can imagine that with Belichick a little bit. I think he'd be a fun guy to you know go and have a drink with if he if he were to open up to you. I think he would be. Didn't you run into him at the combine? Because I've heard stories about that. I I, I I um. Can you not tell? I can tell a good story. Uh, I hope the AT- I don't think the ATL podcast guys listen to this. Right? Let's assume they don't. Uh, Mark the Sass- Around the Leaguers, although Dan Hanzus, the host of the Around the League podcast, joined us earlier in the week, and we introduced the new segment, the coin flip, and uh, heads or tails, we weighed in on all of it, Jadavian Clowney versus Johnny Manziel, um, Incognito versus Jonathan Martin, should Harbaugh have stayed with the Niners, or should he have gone over to the Browns, and so on, these coin flip-related uh, subjects. So uh, so we dug into all those with Hanzus and uh, the three of us, and I encourage you, Nate Demand that you go and dig that one up. Anyway, back to your tale Yes, there. So, and that was a lot of fun. I, I, I do suggest everyone listen to that one. So Mark Sessler, Michael Lombardi, as you know, a former colleague of ours at NFL.com and NFL Network, uh, has just, just joined the New England Patriots fl- fresh from his uh, season as the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. And uh, Mark Sessler spied him across the room in, uh, in the hotel in which we were staying at the, at the bar there and thought he would go and say hello at the time, um, Michael Lombardi was in deep in conversation with Bill Belichick and uh, Greg Schiano, in fact. And so Mark Sessler boldly um, strolled up to Michael Lombardi and, and, and embraced him as though they were long-lost friends, although I'm not quite sure they were as close as, as, as Mark remembers. And then lingered for so long that there was no choice for Michael Lombardi but to introduce him to Belichick and, and Shiano. <laughs> um, and so Mark came back flushed with the success of of, uh, of, of meeting Bill Belichick. But no, I didn't uh, in answer to your What a question. story. I didn't know about He's, all this. He shamed him into getting a... Exactly. I, in fact, he was so proud, he was beaming, was Mark Sessler of Around the League, that he was tweeting out photos from before, I guess he approached him. He he had photos of Belichick and Shiano, and uh, and Lombardi kibitzing closely off in Correct. a dark corner. Yeah. And I encouraged him. This is a great move. I said, you just walk up to those three, you plop yourself down right next to them, and you just say, well, you don't tell them who. You, you just go. You sit down. And you go, whew, football. Am I right? Hi, I'm the NFL's Mark Sessler, and then that's how, and then the ice is broken. Yeah. Now you're talking. Now you're all football yeah. guys talking. Or just be, oh, don't mind great. me. 
Don't mind. You guys carry on. Don't mind me. I'm just, <laughs> just looking for a place to rest my legs. That wouldn't work. I mean, I mean, I think uh, you know. Listen, that's they're they're people after all. They would they, yes. they would vibe to that. All right, listen. I'm trying to find those. T- I want to see if I can find that. Oh, before we uh, before we move on, we're back with uh, with a blacklist. Black tie celebrating his return behind the glass with uh, with his trademarked soon to be at least uh, blacklist. We'll get to that in a second. But like I say, the new segment coin flip. What are we going to call it though? Coin flip or heads? or tails what do we like better let's name it real quick um i like coin flip coin flip the coin flip and yeah. you guys insist on coin flip here right what do you call it coin toss coin toss no not no? the coin toss we'll go coin flip um i've gotten some good questions from you the listener i appreciate that for participating and as promised Anyone who, if we use it, we have a few autographs to give out from some noteworthy oh. footballers. Yes, rank. I gave that. I, somebody came up and claimed the uh, Blake Bortles. Oh, you at the oh. Brea Improv on the 26th of February. Yes. You went up and did your show. As Before I said, the show, Caesar came up, uh-huh. and he said, I'm a huge fan of the podcast because I've gotten him tickets. And, uh, and I'm like, and? and? He goes, do you have the photo? And I'm like, I got it. <laughs> and then we took photos of us take, of, of us holding a photo. So I Who's, tweeted whose autograph did you give out? It was a Blake it was Bortles. a signed headshot. Blake Bortles. Listen, that's pretty good. good. Who knows? You know, if it's a stock, that's the one you want to get. You know, right now it doesn't have much value, but ten years from now, if he's uh, you know picking up a Lombardi trophy or two for the Minnesota Vikings or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as our old pal at Move the Sticks, aka Daniel Jeremiah, throws out on NFL.com with his uh, latest mock draft. Some juicy stuff in that mock draft too, by the way. Between the, that's the thing. I know it's I, I sound like a company guy pointing this out but really one of the things that the nfl has going for it and i don't know how much it was orchestrated how much this is man-made behind the scenes or if it's just the nature of the game but it really doesn't seem like there's a full month with nothing going on in the right. nfl i mean this free agency i mean immediately now the combine's done here we go in the free agency huge right. name guys potentially at least being let go um, like I say, Steve Smith is the one that would uh, upset me more than any other. I, it would be unjust. He's the face of the franchise, after all. Kobe Bryant, and to, back to my point, that's why I started to get into a jag about it. Kobe Bryant, for all of his merit, all his value to the organization is not the face of the L.A. Lakers by you know by any stretch. Whereas Steve Smith, I think you would make a case, is the greatest. Hank's had enough of the NBA talk. He's just leaving. Oh, he's, he's just going. you're leaving us. All right, there he goes. Off goes handsome Hank. He doesn't like you our You chased NBA. him away? I don't know. You don't even want to answer one blacklist question? How dare you? He's gone. Out the door. He's gone. All right, so be it. What, a, what an important man. Probably going to glad hand with his friends Hanzoos and Sessler. All right. Let's get to a black tie. It was always oh, so you my chased point. him off. That's a I legit. Guess. What happened? This is this is now becoming an an epidemic. I'll I'll say this the though. walkout. Yeah, I know. Gerald McCoy many- walked out on us a week ago. Yeah, this is uh, and it, and it's not a black tie thing either. And it was related to Kobe Bryant. Come it to was think a Kobe, about it. So you, is Kobe Bryant going to be forbidden to talk about? I, we might. Yeah, he's. Uh, this is getting to be one of those things. What movies are those? There, there's, uh, there's. We know Red Bud from. Um, from Citizen Kane, but what's the one? What's Rosebud. the trigger? Re, what, what's the trigger? Rosebud. The man. I don't want to be on fifteen tweets about people being. No, what Rosebud. did I say? He said Re- Red Bud. <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean to. All right, Rosebud. Of course, I know that. The uh, I know you do, but we're gonna. You know, uh, you're right. What is the thing? What's the trigger that? Um, oh, there's a. I, I just watched one of the funniest uh, movies that I haven't watched in a long time. Dead men don't wear plaid. 
one of the Steve. I'm to me, Steve Martin reels off three straight movies. I think it's seventy nine, and then two more in the early eighties. He goes to the Jerk, mm-hmm. uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, and The Man with Two Brains, and they are three hysterically funny movies. I know I don't have to tell Black Tie behind the glass that he loves all three of those films. <laughs> I have no doubt, right? Have you ever heard of Steve Wait, Martin that's... Black Tie? Have you seen a Steve He's, Martin movie? Of course I've seen a Steve Martin don't movie. Don't, of course, don't anything. Of course, you I, can't say, of course. What? When I totally you, have. Uh, no, I can't one, recall one, off the one, top one, of my head. One that I, he's carried, not something where he was like just a small part name of it. Well, two definitely, nothing in the, definitely nothing in the 70s, 80s. Why? But, you, I mean, unders, you understand. It, it, it bothers me the same way Dave dismisses the history of the, and I'm, I'm, I'm joking I'll about that. I'll tell you that. what, the three, amigos was, the three Amigos was one of my favorite movies. See? Ah, and that okay. was in 86. That, that actually was before I was born, but I actually loved that movie. I wanted a horse because of that movie. And, um, yeah, I was a, <laughs> I huge fan a horse. Of three Amigos. Huge so fan. you understand that sometimes there's three films of Three Amigos. Dun, 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 dun. Go ahead. What was that? <laughs> That's, that was like the theme song. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like, like the have, theme song. And they at had all. like the little, Hold like on, the he, little, like flask that they had. They put the water in. And like till till today, I still wonder one of those like little flasks. I black tie. That's funny because last week right. I don't remember on what podcast, but people have been dropping me a line ever since about uh, when I tried to sing the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song. People are laughing oh, yeah, about that. Was that. Terrible. But uh, but you may have just trumped it with your three amigos. Hor- I, I mean, that was I was like three or four. That's how it sounded to me. So uh, three amigos is the place to be. No, I'm, that's not <laughs> that's better than black. Black ties was like a uh, was like a dirge. <laughs> the three amigos. The three. Um, so anyway, I don't know how we got off on the subject of uh, of Steve Martin. How did of, that happen? Of running. Oh, yes. Dead men don't wear plaid. He hears a word, and I can't think of what the word is, but it, it triggers him, and he, and he beats up whoever says the <laughs> word. Uh, oh, also, in The Manchurian Candidate. Isn't that the pre- isn't that the the thing that happens in that movie is that when he hears a word, when Sinatra hears a not Sinatra. But there's a murder, and when they hear a word, they kill. Wait, what? I don't remember the premise of the Manchur, or not, not the, the premise, but the there's an assassin who's who's been hypnotized. Wait, isn't it Ray Donovan? Wasn't he the Manchurian candidate? Maybe, but the point is, it's not. No, what, no, no. It was Sinatra? I'm no, well, yeah, Manchurian candidate. No, Sinatra's in it, in but it, he's right. not. And then so is uh, you know what's her name from uh, Murder She Wrote is the mm-hmm. evil mother in it. Mm-hmm. Who is who participates in the brainwashing? Boy, we're off the rails. But anyway, uh, all right. I just said we're off the rails. You don't need the Inception horn to let us know it's time to move. On. I was I was away a- last week and I was itching a couple of times listening to the podcast. I'm like, oh, this would be a great time for the Inception. This would horn. be a great time to ruin any momentum they've built up. <laughs> you're the coach. You're the basketball coach who calls a timeout when the team's on a 14-2 run. Like, nope, we're scoring too many points. Let's call the timeout. All right. Before we get into I, the thing that I find interesting, we could really pour through this but uh we should uh, really do our homework a little bit better and see how these things shake out over the next couple of days here which big name guys get released and then we mm-hmm. can really dig in next week which i promise we will do let's not speculate and get ahead of ourselves free agency is is just now heating up but i will say this to uh to whet the appetite we're going to be talking with our old pal or not that old is Ross Tucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel we we kibitzed with him a couple months ago. It was delightful. Ran into him at the Super Bowl. We ran into him and his lovely wife at the Super Bowl. They were, I mean, they couldn't have been nicer people. And so mm-hmm. we're going to bring him back. So we're bringing Ross Tucker on next week. We'll get into all that stuff post combine into free agency, and also we're going to be talking with Green Bay Packers 
or free agent wide receiver James Jones. Mm. So that's going to be fun as well. Speaking of wide receivers, the one that really, as soon as you start getting into this free agency thing, and you know you focus so much on the draft, and you look at the names of guys who you have watched for the last couple of years, you know, oh, what if Johnny Football went to the Browns? That would be an interesting fit, and so on. But this free agency thing is some of these names start to to pop up here. Eric Decker to the Indianapolis Colts. Egad. I mean, listen, what if they go Reggie Wayne, T.Y. Hilton, and Eric Decker? Andrew Luck may as well just change his number to number 18 already. I mean, everything <laughs> that uh, Peyton did before him, it seems that uh, that uh, that uh, Andrew Luck's going to end up doing. But really, what a, what a uh, cast of receivers that would be for him. I would endorse that move because sometimes you see receivers like Eric Decker and guys of his caliber who are probably – Partly a, a product of the system. I'm not saying he's not a very talented player, but if he went to Oakland, he's not going to Oakland and putting up the production he put up with the Broncos. But when you put him with a team like the Colts, where you already, as you said, there's guys around him to where he can still be the same guy, still play the same role, and probably put up similar type numbers to what he did there in Denver. I feel like Eric Decker is emerging for me as one of those guys I talk about who's highly regarded but still underrated. I think he's a I think he is a number one wide receiver. I don't understand when people say, Well, you listen, you have to slot him for what he is. What is he? He's a six foot four guy who's great in the red zone, has uh, has terrific hands, has good wheels. And by the way, people who diminish him by saying, Well, look, well, he was with Peyton Man I know you're not, I'm, I'm, but you're but I but I can read between the lines and you're suggesting he's not a number one. I'm saying somebody like how uh, Anquan Bolden is, who's gone from teams to teams and have done pretty that's well. That's a pretty fair. That's a pretty nice, uh, you know, Comparison. way to look Physical at them. guy, guy who except that Decker's much younger and still has uh, oh no, has some I, wheels. I would rather have Eric Decker, but I'm saying similarly to the way that's a good Anquan Bolden receiver, went yeah. from Arizona to Baltimore and was still effective. But imagine if the Colts got that guy, and then they and then they could enhance their defense just a little bit through the draft. Yikes. And they also got to beef up that offensive line a bit, too. But anyway, um, so that name jumps out at me, Eric Decker. And, uh, you know, like I say, we have San Antonio Holmes is uh, is rumored to maybe be hitting the waiver wire. And uh, and like uh, but then, like you say, rank, I think it's best that we not speculate too much because by next uh, Monday or so, we'll have a clear picture of who is, in fact, going to be out there and, and start playing matchmaker with that. All but right, the guy but- I was thinking of who went someplace else and wasn't as good as Mike Wallace. When he I've from- told you that before, and anybody, no, you but know you that. were. But- you don't leave the Patriots or Pittsburgh and think it, you really talk about kryptonite. Talk about um, don't bring up Kobe Bryant or people walk out on the podcast thing. <laughs> don't sign anybody from the Patriots or Steelers. It's it's fool's right. gold. There's something particular about the systems that they run that doesn't transfer. I don't know. I, I mean, the Patriots is more obvious. I feel like, but for some reason. Because, you know, Mike Wallace isn't in Dick LeBeau's defensive scheme, which is a particular one. But for some reason, those guys do not leave those two organizations and go on to flourish very often. So avoid those guys. And I'm also saying that so that no one makes too big an offer to any of my Steelers (laughs) linebackers so that they can all come back like Jason Worlds. All right, Black Tie, let's get into it. It's been too long. We did try a... You know, an alternate version of the blacklist. We tried the Zach list in your absence, but let's get back to the real thing. The blacklist. Black tie reads current events. The blacklist. Damn it, check and wake if they're coming. The blacklist. The blacklist. 
All right, guys. Just two questions here on the blacklist this week. First That's it, up, huh? just All two right. questions. Yeah, free agency. Um, a lot of talk now, as you were saying, the NFL just seems to keep chugging along. Question is, which team do you guys think is the best fit for free agent quarterback Michael Vick? Well, you know, it's something that we brought up uh, in the coin flip uh, segment earlier in the week. Thanks for listening, Black Tie. But you know, I'm not do... totally done. Yeah, I'm still. Well, listen, I well, that was specifically I was was surprised to learn that the Bengals are going all in on Andy Dalton and are going to are attempting to sign him to a long contract, which is fine for them to. to, Well, I I don't think it's fine, obviously, for a long term. I would keep him on a short deal and pit him against someone else of, uh, you know, especially from where they're drafting and as solid as that roster is. They really could go quarterback late in the first round, could the Bengals. And, and provide a challenge, or, for that matter, again, Mike Vick is a completely different guy, and the one skill he has is that uh, cannon of an arm that would really fit in nicely with those burners that uh, the Bengals have. Rank, how say you? Really trying to think of a good team for him because I don't see his future as a starting NFL quarterback. But when you talk about his big arm and the offense that Bruce Arians likes to run, I would just love to see him get a chance down there in Arizona. That's interesting, yeah. I, I, I like Carson Palmer and everything, but I feel that his best football is behind him. But then you'd be Carson bringing, Palmer isn't old either. He's not like that old either. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know that there is a great fit for him. He's the Raiders, odd three. Yeah. Is Carson Palmer. Yeah, Carson so Palmer not, comes in a year before the big three QBs, Eli, Big Ben. So he's not Rivers. incredibly old. I just don't. I just. Yeah, well, listen, yeah, I feel like that is one thing. I mean, it, you know, something that uh, coming off of the coin flip and we were debating the Jim Harbaugh, should he go to Cleveland? And it seems obviously that you would say, oh, what's well, the Niners are the better uh, are the better roster. But consider this, you know, the idea that the Niners are definitely this perennial uh, contender and, and, and all that, you know. There's some t- there's some issues now with that team aside from the Harbaugh thing and and that's a legitimate rift you know the head coach doesn't you don't know if the head coach is happy there how's that going to go all season long all through the off season and through the draft you know the guys that get drafted in there that's going to be a that's going to be a funny thing to deal with but beyond that Justin Smith is older now and Navarro Bowman's obviously had a had that devastating knee injury. They say mm-hmm. that at best he's going to be back mid-season. Navarro Bowman, you know, Patrick Willis gets a lot of attention deservedly so, but ask anybody and they'll tell you Navarro Bowman is the superior linebacker there. There are some legitimate questions. You don't know that Anquan Bolden's going to be back. I don't know that, that it's 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 a it's a certainty that the Niners are going to be good. Meantime, the Seahawks probably ain't going anywhere. They're going to be a good team at the very least. Mm-hmm. But like you say, if the if the Cardinals had a better QB, right? Carson Palmer's fine, but he's a pick machine. Imagine yep. if they had not to say Mike Vick's an upgrade, but I'm just thinking. I'm just talking in general. I'm just thinking like they need a yeah. If they had a quarterback upgrade and they've got Larry Fitzgerald. Michael Floyd started coming around. Andre Roberts looks pretty good. They were going to go with Dre. What if the Rams Rams take Sammy Watkins with the second overall pick? They'll ruin him. See, I was talking to a bunch of L.A. Ram fans today here on Thursday at the Kenny Washington ceremony, and I told them the one difference in that division, to me, comes down to the coaching with Jeff. I know they they don't like Sam Bradford and things like that, and I always hate talking to these fans because they, they still root for the St. Louis team. And I'm like, okay, this is hard for me. I don't want to be take... Those people ain't right in the head. 
Yeah, it's really bizarre. Who roots? You don't root for the team that abandoned your city. Do you root for your ex-girlfriend who dumped you to go on and have a happy marriage with the next guy? We had we no. had this we had this conversation because they want the Rams to come back to Los Angeles. Fine, and then we were you talking, can root they, for them again. And they, they're like, yeah, you know, and we'd put up the ban, and I go because a kid had a patch of the Super Bowl that they won, Super Bowl thirty four, and I said, you know what? If the team moves back, you have to take off that patch. Yes. I said, you can't. I go, That's, that championship will not be celebrated. Congratulate. You know, St. Louis won their, won their Super Bowl fair and square. They earned it. It was well-deserved. Kudos to them. You can put that banner up in the, in the Cardinals building there at Bush Stadium. Put it up there. Put the Lombardi trophy on display next to all the Cardinals World Series trophies. Do not bring that thing back to L.A. What do you? Where do you stand on uh, this? The Lakers counting their Minneapolis titles. Not, I'm not a fan of that. No, either. you don't get to do that. That's no. not the right thing. You can't one. use that as your argument against Celtics fans. No, but we have more titles. No, no, no. You cannot count those Minneapolis titles. Same no, thing. I'm with you. I'm, um, I'm with you. All right. So black tie. What was the blacklist question? I don't remember what it Michael was. Michael Vick. Oh yeah. Well, we answered that sufficiently. Yeah, come on. I will say this. That if you go back and listen to it, again, uh, Kobe Bryant's best friend, Gerald McCoy, and he walked out because, for the record, that uh, I said that LeBron James is better than Kobe Bryant. That's why Gerald McCoy dropped the mic and walked out of the studio without another word. Um, the, uh, the, the thing that he said that I thought was interesting is he has practiced and, uh, and scrimmaged against uh, Ryan Mallett. And we talk about Michael Lombardi, and I know I talk about Ryan Mallett a lot, but he confirmed what I always say. That guy has a rifle. If he were in the draft right now, it was all off-field issues. It was That's all it was with Ryan Mallett. It wasn't that he was, we don't know about, I mean, he doesn't run around well or anything else. He's one of those six-foot-six big guys who stands in the pocket and whips it around. But if you like that kind of QB, this guy, his the thing was, I think it was, what was it, drugs? Or I don't even want to speculate, but I think it was something, you know, it was, it was uh, he was naughty off the field in some way. But listen, in the last few years, he's been with Tom Brady, you know, uh, the the consummate pro and all that. That stuff's gone. I can't. I, I'm waiting for that deal. You know it's coming. It's got to be. Bill Belichick is not going to hold on to a guy who's going to leave at the end of the year without getting some compensation for him. I think they're going to go. I think they're going to deal Ryan Mallett. I think that's a big. You ask about Mike Vick, and you think it's underwhelming the names out there to try and uh, to fill your quarterback. I mean. If the Cardinals could get Ryan Mallett right now, and that makes sense because I don't think Belichick and company will trade him within they the conference. They can't be in the AFC. Because, yeah. like, the Jets would be a, You made a that team. point, I think, about a month ago, and I hadn't considered that. But, yeah, that's right. They're not going to deal him in the AFC right. and lose to him. So, Houston, forget that. They're not going to give him to Bill O'Brien. But I could see a team like Arizona latching onto this guy. Because if you think of the NFC quarterbacks, it would be Arizona, Minnesota, and that's it? That Maybe, would, or Tampa Bay. They would have a need, yeah, Tampa. Yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Oh, and they, you know what? They practice against see, each other. See, in other sports, I love the NFL, and I praise this. See, the thing the NFL has over all the other sports is that it's all year. It just it seems like there's always something to kibitz about when it comes to this. As I've lamented, though, not nearly as many trades in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The teams don't trade enough. I like trades. NBA, Plus, they're always trades trading. never make sense. That's the thing in the NFL. They, to me, it just, they just seem like they never make sense. We were in the Thursday night football meeting this season when Dan- Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks both agreed that no team would give up a first-round pick for Adrian Peterson. Like, no team would do that. Like, you're telling me right now that – that's what doesn't make overall. sense. That's would, not that the trade itself doesn't make sense. It's that these guys are so 
I, th- there's something about that mindset, and, and you know. But Pratt, are you serious that you would not give up a 31st over 31st pick in the first round for Adrian Peterson? I know it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's, it's loco. Just... It's that's exactly right. But here's the perfect trade. How about this? Hey, uh, hey, New England Patriots, we'll give you Darrell Revis. You give us Ryan Mallett. Done and done. If the if the, if Tampa's actually willing to to uh, to move Revis is is the rumor. By the way, how about this too? What if you know they have a lot of contract stuff to work out? But this is foolish, ra- or you know, random speculation. Um, but what if the Seahawks could somehow figure out a way to get Darrell Revis? What if that happened? What if what if they had Richard Sherman and uh, Darrell Revis? What if they had the two best at, at a position? On their roster, that would be quite a thing, huh? That because I, I, you know, I was really I was trying to think about that. The Pittsburgh Penguins have, or at least at one point, had the two best centers in the NHL in in uh, Sidney Crosby and Geno Malkin. That was a that, that, that you know that that's worrisome to whoever they're going against is that right. you don't have anyone on your team as good as those two guys have, you know. And in fact, they actually had a third line center, Jordan Stahl, who was probably better than most first line centers. But anyway, the point is, can you imagine if if the Seahawks lined up with those guys? And then I also then start thinking. You know, Daniel Jeremiah, his latest mock draft says that uh, Sammy Watkins is going to go to the Browns at number four. Ooh. If that happens. I was going to wonder, because he, and did he have Derek Carr going to them? Oh, that's so. If they go Derek Carr, or let's say A.J. McCarron, and they have Sammy Watkins and Josh Gordon and Jordan Cameron lining up, and then on top of that, uh, does Jeremiah, he speculates that uh, Eric Ebron is going to go to Baltimore. Now mm-hmm. I feel like well now the Steelers must go and get a cornerback. They have to get somebody. They they have to get someone in the secondary. They can't uh, have these uh, they can't have all, uh, in addition to what the Bengals are doing, you can't have the Browns and and then uh, you know the the Ravens passing game would be enhanced as well. I mean as a, the Steelers would Who's, are, who does you have the Steelers taking? Somebody like Haha Clinton Dix? I would like to see the the Steelers get that guy. No, he has him uh, taking CJ Mosley. Who takes a middle linebacker? I guess mm. there's a uh, the middle linebackers are on the rise collectively and Luke Keekley and all those guys. But, That's uh, true. Anyway, all right. Derek Carr, doesn't that seem like the craziest thing? I loved – I watched a game with him, and I can't even remember who it was against, but it was in um, – it was in late October, early November, and I had not watched him play before. And then I watched his next game after that. And man, he is—I uh, I lo- in both games that I watched, and I know that he then went on to have a bad uh, whatever Senior Bowl or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the regular season, he was—he really looked like he—he he cut the figure of a of a pro QB. He was a big guy, has that that quick delivery, and it's and it's a rifle. And he just cut that figure to me that of I would be happy if this guy was my quarterback if I was looking for one. Um, but then, you know, I guess he undid himself to some degree by having that lousy week at the Senior Bowl. Was it the Senior Bowl or was it his bowl game in the Las Vegas Bowl against USC? Is that what it was? He was, well, you know, he was crummy in stretches in that game, too. And then in addition to that, the Senior he Bowl. He shouldn't have even played in the, in the uh, Las Vegas Bowl. Why? He should have begged him. Why, why play? There's no... Your team's not in a BCS bowl game. Why? Would you? That's a good philosophical question. Would you run in the uh, in if you if you were a quarterback? Would you throw and run at the combine? Uh, absolutely, I wouldn't. I I I'd, I'd pull the high hat move. It makes me intriguing, but that's because I don't have anything going for me. So right. now I have to I have to play cloak and dagger with you. I got to play the shell game with you, so you never find out the truth. But if you actually have skills, then of course you should always do it. 
Right. I don't, I don't get the guys who decide not to do it unless the conditions are pristine. You know, it's You're like, uh, hey, yeah, we're in a dome. I, I, this isn't good enough Who counsels these guys? Who counsels them against doing that? And by the way, it also kind of proves now that it's gone and I won't get in trouble because uh, the Combine won't uh, be a part of NFL Network programming for another 50 and a half weeks or so. So no one will remember me saying this. Um, but the, who cares about the Combine? I mean, all that matters is the tape. I mean, all that matters is the game tape. How could what happens at the Combine have any, when, when guys do this, if everybody participated and you could compare them apples to apples, but half the guys that go there, no, I'm not going to throw. I'm not going to run. Nah, I'm not going to do. I'm not, well, then what, what value does it have? It's not a way to gauge anything. I, well, to get official measurements. I get it. I mean, I get that, that it has that, that uh, you know limited value but the the idea that this is deciding draft stock well this guy no one saw this guy coming now he's a first round draft pick well that doesn't seem like a good idea and i won't be excited if my team drafts somebody based on his combine performance is what i'm getting at all right black tie go ahead this next question comes from uh gray at double ec gray he asks who could run the fastest 40 time from the ddfp Uh, and ato podcast faster than eisen your thoughts? Oh, I've lived well, right out of the gate. I know that uh, Adam Rank could. I'm, yeah. I'm certain Rank would uh, run. Rank's an athlete. I mean, he's not a he's not a you know Division One level athlete, no. but he's bad. You know, he's was, a better athlete than than Eisen in his 40s. And I uh, was and proven in college. Potbelly Damashek and uh, Hanzus, who's uh, Greg Rosenthal of, of around the league is going to outrun. I mean, listen, that, 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 we're all ridiculous. Rank's a legitimate athlete. The thing would that Hank, I want to see would this Hank walk off- in or out. Would it, would it, we're counting Hank still. I would. Th- well, I think was you that know, an official walkout? Is he never coming back? That's the I one thing I want to. Well, the thing that's funny with him is he was quite a, and it's, apparently it's not jive. He was a good cricket player, like really good. Oh, I thought you were going to say. In, Bar- in, I thought he would. You know, he looks like the kind of guy who is a great bare knuckle fighter. <laughs> it's so true, especially if he would grow mustaches. <laughs> I could see him go a curly Q mustache is the only thing he lacks. Really, um, I still can't find this uh, this answer to the dead men don't wear plaid thing. He was like rose. It wasn't rosebud. I gotta find what that was. This is the episode where Damashek could never find that word. It's making that me phrase. crazy. The it's one just... where Damashek could never find that phrase. Rosebud. It's, he just he repeats. It. I hope it is cleaning rosebud. woman. There it is. Uh, cleaning woman. See, it cleaning so, woman. It that so sets him better. off. It goes crazy when he hears cleaning woman. So next time, if Hank ever comes back, we should just start. Drop, should we drop Kobe? Should we, we, we try to make that? <laughs> see if he walks. See yeah. how long we can make till he walks. I am going to do, because back to the uh, the, to the um, interview game, but, but the um, the coin flip game. But quickly, before that, though, my head's all over the place, Black Tie, to round out the, the foot race thing. I've heard from more than one source who has played basketball with you that it's not that you're uncoordinated. It's that you are one of the slowest coordinated people, which I appreciate because – because I have anointed myself the slowest coordinated guy I've ever known in my life. I am I'm imminently coordinated. I look good throwing a ball. I look good shooting the set shot from twenty. I just I do it at a snail's pace. I could never compete in at the highest level in high school because because of my lack of foot speed. Well, what, uh, players like me, it's more it's more about the being smooth than it is speed. Plus, I got to be honest, when I'm playing with a lot of these guys that you're talking to or coworkers, you I'm take not, it easy. Exactly. Huh? It's, it's it's like oh, you know your moves, you know your little head fake, a little you know head, you know 
ball fake, turn around, Jay. It's mm-hmm. it's simple. It's easy. You just it's like it's it's whatever. If it was a real game, then we go hard. But even I, still, I'm not I'm not like the fa- I've never been the fastest guy. What's it's a all real, about what's a real game though? What do you mean? Well, if it's like real competition, you like then you go hard the whole time. But it's kind of like you know your moves, you know what you're going to do. It's it's one of those games where you you get the ball at the wing. It's like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to no two, like you're playing two with... dribbles to the left, in and out, turn around, jump shot. So it's like oh. you're playing with children. You're just kind of like, exactly. eh, I don't want to. Not with children, but it's like, yeah, you know. But no, but like if you're playing against your nephew or something, like you could reject every one of his shots legitimately, but you're like, why, well, I go why would I do that? Because they're still grown people, but it's like. No, but I mean like. Yeah. Your nephew's eight. Like if yeah. I played him in basketball, I would legitimately. But you don't do it Guess because what? you have a We're little decorum. I, I don't think oh, anyone. Yeah, I'm, you should do it. I'm, I'm totally not. Down uh, for believe a, me. I am not so narcissistic that I think anybody cares to watch all of us compete in athletic events. I, I don't care if there's a camera there. I want that we got to figure out the regular guy Olympics, and maybe we don't do it individually. Maybe we don't see who has the best 50-yard dash, who can throw the football the farthest, 20 free throws. First of all, we also have to settle in on what the uh, on what the events are, but I think those first four sound pretty good. The, um, you know, 20 free throws or 25, whatever we want to do there. That's not a – come on, that's not, that doesn't settle anything. That's like kicking field goals. It set, what are you talking about? It doesn't settle anything. It shows if you can shoot the basketball. No, it's There's not. a certain it's amount of pressure. It's, it's, no, if you want to do it. The pressure is implied. We're counting you against take, everybody else. Okay, you take you, 10 jump shots from each wing. Like, that's that's something. Move, not a free throw. That's like kicking a field goal. That's not. I'd rather do anything. the three. Yeah, I'd rather do the three point shooting contest. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's more free particular, and I'll, wi- I'll, I'll do better at that than I will anything else. Anything that requires athletic ability is going to is going to hurt my cause you start saying well let's see who can make 20 footers uncontested i'll do i'll make my fair share of those now what are the other events though and more importantly do we do it as individuals or do we do the dave damashek football program versus the around the league versus the eyes and podcast versus total access with dan helly and amber theo harris and all those people i agree that's how, i think that's how we do it we do, we do what show from NFL media? I can't do, can we, we can't. I, total access gets all the foot. Although, well, no, no you got to go with the actual host, not the. No, no, no. Well, yeah, our team is use... if you have to produce, if the requirement is you have to produce your best, what? Three? I would be left out, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even make the, the team of the podcast that bears my name. It would be you. It'd be you two and Handsome Hank. I wouldn't even make the team. So we got. <laughs> it's got to be a minimum of four. Got to be a minimum of four. Yeah. What would Heath Evans be good at? Like, if you had the bench press, like, okay, Heath Evans probably take everybody here. I kind of like the idea. I know it's crazy. Fine. You want to put Willie McGinnis on your team? Have Willie McGinnis on your team. He ain't going to be good at everything. We can no. throw Akbar on our team. He's been on the podcast enough. Yeah. No, Sam he Akbar would be. No, you know what? He's on the uh, fan fantasy. Pass. No, he's on the fantasy, fantasy live team. You. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry, so... Rank. You're 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 on our team. I'm sorry. Unless okay, you cool. want to be on the other team, no, you can go no, be. On, no, no. You can go be with Michael Fabiano, Jason Smith. <laughs> what kind of team would that be? Although Akbar on it makes it better Akbar. than ours. Wow, that's such that's such a great. Elliot Harrison might be a good little athlete. He might. I wouldn't be surprised if he has some wheels on him. I bet he's fast. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he probably. You know what? He's. I mean, outside of the former athletes, I, well, I, what do I, no NFL EM just rolls out the dudes who still look like they're in great shape. I'm saying this though, like Jeff I Garcia think and Eric Davis and Terrell Davis. Oh yeah, those guys are monsters still. Like they're wait, all the in, NFL AM group would be Mark Kriegel, Steve Weish. You know, he's athletic. Weish played linebacker. Why? 
Weish is legitimate. That would win. NFLAM would crush everybody. Uh, Well, not if this, though. How about about this? If fair's fair. If you're allowed to use your analysts and they can use Willie McGinnis and Terrell Davis. We can use A.J. Hawk. We can use A.J. Hawk. That's exactly right. okay, yeah, yeah. And you know what? For good measure, we're bringing Terrence Newman out, too. How about Ross Tucker? How do you like that? How about, yeah, how about we bring Ross Tucker out? It's going to be one of these things that evolves into just being our ringers. We're not even. Get, we're so far removed. The, oh yeah! Wait a second. I just thought of another group that might have something to say about this. The uh, the game day morning gang. Nah, <laughs> Deion on. Sanders, Michael Irvin, well, Kurt well, Warner. Well, actually on game day final. Yeah, Dion's on game Dang. day final, and the only guy from uh, the game day morning crew who'd be any sort like Michael Irvin. Irvin. The rest of them, I would beat all of them in a mooch. <laughs> Steve Mariucci. Well, at least he'd have a good arm. So would Kurt Warner. We would do nothing. Do you throwing. think you could no, beat Kurt we... Warner in a foot race? By the oh, way, yeah, I, I apologize. I bet you you might. I be apologize to. to all the listeners right now. It's, it's the off season, guys. Off season just started. Is this? Do you not? This th- is I mean, going I don't on. know. Do you think, you think like Neil Dutton and everybody from like Tuesday Morning Football and Overtime Ireland, all these guys who enjoy our podcast are listening? Those being are upset what you call right the. Uh, that's what you call though. Rank. You, you, this is this is that's the seductive mistress, which is your. I forget what do they call those in uh, the radio business. Your. Your A group, I forget what they call that, but your- Sarah Peters. Let's just start throwing out. This is how we'll do. We'll just start throwing out names uh, of super no, fans. No, th- those the, the, what, what, what seductive good. is Chase is, is yeah. Chase got. Oh my gosh, Chase got so mad at me because what? he's he's the personal Who's trainer. Chase? He's a pers- Who is Chase Good? He's the, the, he's the last trainer. shout out the that, shout out. Oh, right, that right, Black right, Tie right. did for LA Fitness, and I'm like, you know what? I gotta. I got to represent my guys over at a tighter you, and you got on my case. And then Chase was like, that hurt my feelings. But I'm like Chase. I'm loyal. Like you should you you should appreciate my loyalty. But we can't. But see, that's the problem. We have to be careful. We uh, it's easy because the people who give the feedback are the are the hardcore listeners. That does not mean the casual listener cares about our. I don't think I don't think think we're gaining any new listeners right now. All right. Well, listen. Our hardcore guys are into it. I got one more question on Black. But that's pretty fun though. But now Rang mentions uh, uh, Sarah Peters, aka at Indie Sarah, and I do want to bring this up because I solicited questions. About uh, two weeks ago, Black Tie, we have, as I mentioned about a half hour ago, we have signed headshots of certain football guys. Who do we still have? We have Maurice Jones-Drew. And um, Marcus Allen. And also, Marcus Allen. I also realize I also have a uh, Marlon Wayans headshot as well. Oh, the yeah. The actor slash comedian slash terrible movie producer. Slash Whoa. Writer. What do you mean terrible movie well, producer? He's terrible at being a movie producer, or well, ter- he, he produces terrible, terrible movies. movies that are actually somewhat successful. It's a very weird. Balance, All right, but he I, gets what you, it. I mean, what kind of you're? You're just the worst. You come on here and you rip. First of all, you've seen four movies in your life, and yet That's you know enough true. to know you know enough to rip Marlon Wayans, who we have. We're going to give away his autograph. You're not selling any, it. I'm good from '95 onwards. I keep saying this. Have you seen The Godfather yet? Not yet. I only still mentioned on. that to you four months ago. You still well, haven't seen it. I'm a All busy right. man. I'm now sorry. Listen. Yeah, clearly. Now, listen. You've been on flights when to did, and fro across the country. You never once could have watched that movie on a flight. That, have you seen – wait, has he? have you seen Fight Club? 
I have not seen Fight Club. Oh, my God. That would have been it. We should have played his black tie. No, no, there's no, no. I actually want to see Fight Club. I'm not, I there's no say, mystery I'm not, there. I'm not the biggest Brad Pitt fan, neither. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Way, I'm not the biggest. Brad Pitt's well, not I'm, even in the it's movie. It's in 1995. It, it's 1995. Now, black tie, this is the great list of the reasons black tie hasn't seen certain movies. Pre-95, <laughs> he doesn't see anything. Well, Fight Club is 95. Now, so you don't like Tom Cruise. That, yeah, definitely. You don't not. like Brad Pitt. Highly overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is highly overrated. Doesn't like science fiction. No, I don't like sci-fi. What are you talking about? I made a I made a Tom Cruise joke, but I do kind of agree that Tom Cruise is not a he's pretty good. He's great. Tom Cruise is great in a few movies. He got a lot I think he got a, a Oscar nomination for um uh Magnolia. No, okay. for Magnolia and that uh, he was the the thing he's terrific in is uh um his most famous movie, the Dustin Hoffman picture. Rain Man. Rain Man. He's terrific in Rain Man. He's great. Really likable in that. He's I mean, he's not like, I mean, he's really, uh, I mean, he's, he's loathsome in that in a lot of ways and yet lovable, which is the hardest thing to be both. Uh, you can see why he, the premise of the character is, is that he's smarmy, but he still has a heart of gold. You would think that of that course. would be a tough one that, to 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 uh, execute both of those characteristics in one role in you know, 75 minutes. By the way, it's the Academy Awards, Black Tie. Which, which is my next question. All right, we'll know? get to that. Let me say this about at Indy Sarah. So okay. she dropped us a question. So she gets one of those interviews. And we'll, I mean, one of those, uh, one of, why, why I keep calling them interviews instead of autographs? Headshots. Yep. headshots. Now, autograph headshots. We yep. give her one of those. And because she dropped us a question on the coin flip, she said to hipster Dave Damashek, who's the better band? Coin flip, built to spill or pavement? And I am having a tough time answering that question. Body of work, I go pavement for greatness of a single record. Perfect from now on, ranks in my top five of all time. It's a tough one. Ultimately, if you said you can only listen to one band's music over the other for the rest of the time, I'm going to go with, drum roll please, thanks a lot for not doing it, um, Built to Spill. I'm going to go with Built to Spill. So there you go. That's uh, that's a message from Hipster Dave to all the other hipsters who pretend to like hip music uh, to trick. I don't know. Anyway, that was a, a conversation carried over from <laughs> the last show. I don't like when people do that to me. Dan Hanzoos charged me with that, that somehow I'm listening to hipster music to to be impressive to other people. Probably. What kind of masochist would drive around in his car listening to music he doesn't like? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Why would I? It, why would I do that to myself? Do you have an answer to that? I wish I could understand. Kind of lunatic your, would li- listen I to wish, music. Yeah, I don't like it, but uh, I'm going to sit in my car and listen to it, even though I'm not into it. Do you like it? If we started playing, cat. <laughs> if we started playing tracks from Pavement or whoever, the Hold Steady or any of those bands, you would know them immediately. I'm not that big on the Hold Steady. But You're yeah. not. Not huge on them. I That's like the them. one hipster band I actually like. They're good. Yeah, you would like them because they're yeah. I mean they 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 rock hard and they get drunk and all that kind of stuff. Everything guided I like. by voices. Yeah. Um, all right, Black Tie, go ahead. All right, we have another question. Oh, so her que- yeah. So I answered her question. So there it goes to add Indy Sarah, and you can always drop us a line with the hashtag DDFP. That's how we make sure we get them. Go ahead, Black Tie. All right. Um, what How have is, we been spinning for an hour? I feel I, like we I, haven't done anything nothing in this at podcast. All. I just want to remind people once again, there was an actual real football talk on this podcast. 
Oh, not on this podcast, but uh, NFL.com slash Shaq, the Russell Wilson DDFP TV interview. Check that out. Oh, but listen, before that, Michael Bennett was great, mm-hmm. uh, Gerald McCoy, uh, Bobby Wagner, um, Jermaine Curse, and Michael Robinson, all from the Seahawks, Jared Allen, our old pal. We've done some uh, stellar shows here. This yeah. is this is one where we're just hanging you know, out. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're spare on guests, and so we're kibitzing. Cool. All right, so this question comes from at Oli underscore Bell, what is winning the best picture of the Oscars this year? Dallas Buyers Club for me, he says. I don't get this. Our boss, I talked with our boss, um, Tom Brady, the other day, and he said that to him the best picture would be Dallas Buyers Club. Club. I mean, listen. I got. I, I get it. The, it. This was the start of the new Matthew McConaughey, and you know that uh, you know playing things a little bit smaller than he has traditionally. Not that. Uh, all right, all right, all right. That suddenly now he's this very still sort of performer is 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 interesting. But I, the the picture itself, you know, the first fifty to sixty minutes are great. But you know where the picture's going. I wouldn't say that. I mean, to me, her is where it's at. I, I could see American Hustle. I watched 12 Years a Slave finally. I think I got a little bit too much hype on it. It was good. The thing that isn't expressed in it, and, you know, it's it, obviously, you know, the you know the subject matter. It, it's a guy who's kidnapped from the North and, and made a slave for 12 years. It's pretty much all there in the title for you. Um, but and, and is grim and horrific and all that stuff the thing that it didn't express and i don't know how you do this in a movie but the great epics do it is they they you feel that time and i didn't feel 12 years you know and mm-hmm. it was it was good but you knew where it was going the whole way and the the lead actor um who has a difficult name to say is dynamite in it as he is in most things inside man um i first saw him in many years ago the spike lee picture he's great but anyway he's good but her is where it's at i mean this is this is a high concept picture that delivers the whole way through it's not just the high concept as i've said before being john malkovich is a terrific example of what i'm talking about a movie that has uh, a really fascinating concept and but you know you 45 minutes in that now they have to figure out where to go with the story. Where are they going with the third act of this 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 picture? It's tacked on. It feels tacked on because well, we have to we have to end this movie, um, and uh, and uh, but it doesn't feel like you need to see that. This picture does. Her is wonderful. It looks great. The 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 score to it is is wonderful. Um, it's the best one of them all. I I, I like that, and it's the concept of basically. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, what is a, a higher version, a heightened version of Siri, which I now have on my phone, Black Tie. We can start playing uh, Ask Siri here on the podcast. Welcome to 2014. Dave. All right. That's, well, that's, want me to ask Siri a question no, right no, now? No, please don't, don't do it. Please do I'm not gonna do ask it. Her. Come on. This is so. Hey, Siri, what is going to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards? Well, that was an epic fail. It's researching. I'm just seeing this a numbers drop by the second. <laughs> Losing listeners by the second. No, we're not. Hold on. Let's just get Remember all those great tweets we got about like, oh that was an epic podcast. I don't think we'll see many of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh screeching halt. This is like a hold on, like hold on, hold on. We're not so you're gonna cut this all out if we don't get anything. Hold on. Oh no, we're keeping this in. <laughs> hold on. I hold demand on. it. All right, hold on, hold on. I'm just not you what the problem is. I'm not getting a signal up here for some reason. Siri, what will be the best picture of 2014? 
you didn't even mention Oscars in that. I don't think Siri's right, that smart. <laughs> All right, we'll get. Uh, we're doing. We're gonna start asking Siri some football-based oh, questions. Can't wait. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna it's be fun. Great. I like that. Let's Rick, what's those. your take on? Though? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Rick, what's your take on Best Picture? Here? I feel Dave just ruined Twelve Years a Slave for me because now that I now that you explain it, there does seem like it there's is something. grim. Don't it make is, no mistake. It is no, grim. But there, you're right about that. Oh, because that was that was going to be my choice, but I think you're right. And now, but but what you were saying about Dallas Buyers Club is I I, I don't think it was the best picture, but they're going to want to reward Matthew McConaughey. Here's just how, for I I just feel. Oh, like, you think he's going to win Best Actor? Yeah, I, I I feel like they're going to end up sweeping a lot of stuff because it's going to be a big like, hey, you know what? All you did was stop acting like Wooderson in all of your movies. So here's all the awards. Best picture, <laughs> I get where you're going with that. Best picture, best actor. It's going to be all over. Um, kind of like when Woody Harrelson started becoming prominent. I don't, I don't know if he won an Academy Award because I traditionally don't watch the Academy Awards. But once he was able to step out of the, oh, he's the bumpkin bartender from, what was it, Cheers? To, <laughs> Couldn't to think be, of that little known sitcom. To, to be like a... A prominent actor, then everybody just fell over themselves with praise. And then he went crazy and started wearing hemp suits. Um, well, I'll tell you this. McConaughey, you're not, uh, you don't have to sell me on him. I mean, just watch True Detective. That's all you need to know about him. He, it's, uh, but, yes, he's great in it. Jared Leto's great in it. But as I've mentioned before, it's not acting when you lose 190 pounds to play a role you're transforming your body you're not you're not channeling that person through your words and uh, your tone you're physically altering yourself what's next should the next person who plays when they remake the elephant man should they should they suffer severe physical scarring to play should they be injected with 50 pounds of fat in the side of their head that will that be praiseworthy what's your take bit. what's your take on actors then playing a not 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 doing an impression but essentially I playing another another character another actor in their role like joseph gordon levitt for example he plays bruce willis a younger oh, bruce yeah. willis and um i was I just thinking of i him. watched yeah, that picture Looper. yeah Looper. Looper. exactly i thought he did a spectacular job of just having bruce willis's like little nuances and stuff like that what's your take on that is that is that just doing an impression is that because it's not like he's I always Doing like when bit, they do but- I like when people do that in a movie. I remember in the original Batman in 86 or whenever that one came out. I like when Nicholson does Jack Palance when he's the Joker after he kills Jack Palance mm-hmm. and then he he does an impression of Jack Palance. I like when those little moments happen in a movie. Yeah, by the way, Looper's great. Black Tide. So you're saying so you're saying Dallas Buyers Club. What's the best picture for you, Rank? Still, uh, I say they Dallas sweep. Buyers Club. Oh, that that ain't going to win. I don't it's think- it's, it's going to be her American Hustle. Twelve years a slave. Those are those are your contenders. What am I missing? Black ties. There another one. Oh, gravity. What am I thinking of gravity? Gravity as well. Yep. It, that's what it'll be. I'm sorry. Skip that. People. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they'll yeah. lose. Yeah. They'll, they'll. Her. Here's how it'll go. These people are old who vote. So her and American Hustle will cancel each other out, and it'll come down to gravity, the big epic, cool looking picture and stuff. Although weak script in my book. Um, versus. 12 years a slave heavy epic uh dark stuff so that that those it'll be one you know, of those that's me, uh, but that's not my vote my vote is for her no, that's why we have back. the shecky awards is to refute the dumb uh, oscars but what i think is going to win i still think dallas buyers club is going to win all right i doubt that 
not enough people saw that. Man, who's the one? The, the great performances, movies that nobody sees, don't win the Academy Awards. The That's big gonna, one. I, I, all right, guys. Last question here. So I want your be... answer. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. I have it's seen... fantastic oh, when you haven't seen any of them. I have seen American Hustle, Captain Phillips, and Gravity. Captain uh, Phillips, I'm not the most Wolf overrated. Of Wall I want. Yeah, I was surprised Captain Phillips oh, got yeah, nominated. Wolf of Wall Street. What a I... year for pictures this yeah, was. I want to see that though. Actually, big DiCaprio fan. Way better than both Pitt and not Tom Cruise is nowhere nowhere near his league. Um, but. Based on the movies I've seen, seen, catch me with catch I, me if you can. I like the straw man argument Black Tie throws out. <laughs> Tom Cruise is nowhere near the actor Leonardo DiCaprio, as, as though there's a there's a movement to to sell people on that. <laughs> yeah, um, they're well, often compared. I would <laughs> I would go with uh, I think Gravity's going to win just because of the you know the buzz around when that first came out was and. It, it got released in theaters again, but American if Hustle, you're telling me Jim Varney is a better actor than <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, go tell that to someone else because I'm not buying it. It's the same level of black tie. Well, anyway, go ahead. What are you saying? I'm go a ahead. huge fan of Anthony Hopkins. His voice, though, top <laughs> top three voice in Hollywood. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Another, another bold statement. James Earl Jones. Benedict Cumberbatch is now up there as well. He does have a good voice. You're right. Very, very, very I like. I like. Voice. I'm a big. You know, he's Anthony Hopkins. If you haven't noticed, has an impressive uh, range vocally. He's he's a, he's compelling when he talks. Yes, he's deep. Either way, uh, last question. This has to do with sports. So we will wrap on this. This is from at Travis Angle. He goes, if you could trade places with one player, athlete for one game, not a series or a single event or any sport, any time, who would you pick? Whoa! Wait a second. This Let's is see. too big a question. I you can't just throw that. I could be one athlete. One yeah, athlete. this is not the way For to wrap game. a show. This is too big. You well, you end on this, this, and then we we start off the next episode. We'll pick it up. Okay. So my my gut reaction, and then we can a give series. a more it's polished. Yep. This is a an actual person. Yes. This is. I'm not taking like I'd like to be on a team. No, that you did could this. be like Larry Bird in '86 exactly. kind of thing. Uh, for what? For a game. One game. One game, not a series. Well, as I've said before, the thing I love in sport is while an underdog is a cool story and, you know, on my mind, because I guess maybe we're just coming off the winter games, to be Jim Craig or Mark Johnson from the 1980 U.S. men's, or Michael Ruzioni, one of those three. Michael Ruzioni scores the game-winning goal, so maybe I'll, I'll say him. Do you get their deeds or do you have to go out and perform them yourself? Yeah, wait. I assume um, we're assuming I get to be, I get the spoils off exactly. of the performance, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I might do that, but that's an underdog story. The thing I admire is because it's something. You, the underdog story is relatable, and that's why I think we we obviously tend to to like it. But the thing that to me is more admirable is the guy who is not us, the superhuman athlete with all the pressure, and he's supposed to do it. He's supposed to deliver, and he's got all the heat on him. And we've watched so many guys in that situation not show up, and then we hammer him and, you know, the varying degrees of, oh, you're a hater of this guy and so on and so forth. But the guys who deliver, and they do it with relative consistency, with all the heat on them, with all the eyeballs on them, those are the guys to me that are the most admirable. So who is that guy? It's like Michael Jordan, I guess, would be, you know, hitting the shot against the Jazz to finish off his series, uh, finish off the the title. Mario Lemieux stepping up in big moments in, uh, in you know in the Pittsburgh Penguins Cup runs. The man being the man in the biggest moment of uh, of his career. Um, 
with all that said, I'll, I'll just say Michael Ruzioni now, and we'll figure it out later. Rank, how say you? So we get his deed, so I can't be like Dave Roberts. Except I the... would hit a home run. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, I stole the base against the Yankees is what you're saying, right? No, I would be. I would stop in the middle of the bases and get thrown out. <laughs> just to ruin it just for to Red ruin Sox it. Yeah, Because who knows if the Red Sox would ever recover from that. No. From no, being they... swept. No, they wouldn't. No, yeah, they wouldn't have ever won a World Series. Yeah, so that's what I would do. Dave Roberts and I just stop in the middle of the base path. <laughs> like, what? How about, you know, that's such an interesting question, really. What if you could be, um, okay, but it's because if oh. you could alter history a little no, bit. Before that, before that. What I'm... if you're Moises Alou and you just say, like, if I'm Moises Alou playing for the Cubs in aught three and that foul ball goes down the left field line as you're running, like, get out of the way. You just all Moises Alou, he was, he was looking at the ball. All you have to do is like, don't touch it. I got it. I got it. And just get the poor, uh, what's his name? Jump, poor, jump into Bartman and back away. Bartman, Although, you Steve know what? Bartman. Honestly, I would not want to change. I'm sorry, Cubs fans, but I would not want to change any part of that because the Marlins went out and beat the Yankees. <laughs> So that worked out okay. Nah, listen, Cubs-Yankees would have been way better. That did not help the sport for the Marlins to play against the Yankees. It helped it for the Yankees to if not win a World Cubs Series. If you would have had Cubs-Red Sox, that would have been the best World Series ever. Cubs, at the time, with neither Cubs one of them? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have sure. been grand. No, yes, no. black tie. I would contend that the, the moment I'd most for an athlete I most want to be would be, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a big soccer fan, it was – before the 2006 World Cup, I believe England uh, was qualifying for the World Cup. David Beckham I'm was following. The, wait, hold I'm on, following hold on. Handsome Hank David lead. Beckham was the captain of the England national team at that point, and he had perhaps one of the greatest games ever of his career against Greece. We were down one nil. He plays his heart out. He was doing things that not even Beckham usually does. He was playing not on the right wing. He was playing in the midfield. He had a great corner kick that led to the equalizer, but then Greece went up 2-1, and then he has perhaps one of the greatest, well, it was it was a great free kick in, like, injury time, clutch free kick. He scores 2-2, England goes to the World Cup. It was spectacular, and the reason why that's so key is because I was a big free kick taker in my days playing soccer, and that's, you know, when you get that curl around the world, it's, around the wall, it's awesome. Plus, but I believe that... How did a, you play soccer as slow as you are? Like I said, it's not about speed, man. If you have that right leg, you can just curl it. You just All curl right. it in the right spots. But either way, I believe... Scoring a goal in soccer is the most exhilarating feeling in all of sports when it comes to actually scoring. Because it's like, always an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think, by the way, scoring, basketball when those scoring guys, points, sometimes easy. it looks really cool when those guys hammer it. I, I don't know the distance or anything like that. But when they're outside the box, right? When, outside the box. When, yeah. they, when they rip one from outside the box from great distance and it's sort of looks like a snake and it moves and then it like at the last second it cuts back in and gets the top corner there's no way the guy who kicked it intended for that to go that way well no there is some of some of the guys are that good. no it's a 50 it depends on how you hit the ball it's 50 50 like it might bend in or it might just uh, fly into the stands no oh hey (laughs) bent right into the corner that looked cool (laughs) that's what happened it is not 50 50 they intend to make it they do not intend to kick the ball 10 feet wide of the goal and have there it cut, cut back in. There are different ways to hit the ball. It's about, no. like, Ronaldo has people talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. Not at Ronaldo, full speed. No how way. he hits the ball in free kicks because he he hits it in a weird angle, so it, it goes. It I think if you're still. I think golfers can control the ball with remarkable accuracy. As well. But they are still. 
baseball pitchers are relatively still on the mound. They can control with pinpoint accuracy where the ball's going, the good ones at least. I don't buy the guys in full speed with guys running all around them can put their can put their toe on the on the ball just so so that it cuts bad weaves through seventeen people and goes in. No way. It, it happens. But uh, we'll leave it at that, guys. It's been a long well, podcast. Can I be this has been a long that. podcast. When the MLS, when the Galaxy won the MLS. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to leave. Beckham? Yeah, oh. I'm going to walk out on that. Kobe Bryant <laughs> played in that. All right. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. Cleaning woman. Cleaning woman. To do here, but call it a day. All right. Listen. Sorry if this uh, podcast, if you made it to this to, to the end of this uh, this. <laughs> let's long give cast. away. Let's give somebody <laughs> something. <laughs> if you met, okay, let's give a little, it's like probably, a little key we, password. If you like made three, it to the end, <laughs> there's three people who it's going to be. Okay, you know. let's give it. So the first person who makes it to the end of this podcast would want somebody's would want somebody's autograph. That's a, yeah, exactly. They, if they're such a diehard that they made it to the end of this one, they would well, like rank is, and black ties autograph. Let's is, send it. This them. is the perfect way to give away the Marlon Wayans. It's like if you go to the Marlon Wayans movie and you sit through it. And you, yeah, it's you get a Marlon Wayans autograph if you sat. I was watching podcast. scary movie last night. I'm sorry for you. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like I'm it's not, not, I just I'm not going to disparage Marlon Wayans. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, mean like, I like the movie. But. That, listen, he's not going to he's not going to create so, anything that's going to win an Academy Award. But so for let's do that. Thirty if, minutes to kill and scary yeah. movies on. It's not the worst thing in the world. I'm not saying it is. It's a market for that. This is how we have an audience that listen to this. So if you're if you made it to the end of the podcast first. Tweet us, hashtag DDF, DDFP. Let us know you, you're done with the podcast, and we'll send you the Marlon Wayans headshot all signed right. by Marlon and, Wayans. And what's further, uh, I'm sorry for your empty life if you made it all the way to the- <laughs> Somebody no. might be jogging, and yeah, they might true. be upset. Like, oh, it's over already? <laughs> I'm just getting going. All right. I'm going to so long commute home or something. I'm also going to be sad when we don't get a single response to that. It's really going to it's really going to be my comeuppance. All right, here we We're go. We're going to get one 67 minutes after this thing goes live. Next week, we'll we will uh we like I've said before, we will have Ross Tucker for you. We're going to have James Jones of the Packers. We will see about that. We'll see what else uh, happens along in the meantime. You can uh, track down. When, well, when are you going to put that uh, Russell Wilson uh, video up there? Uh, it should be going up. It's a short little interview. Thursday. It should pretty, be going up tonight. Pretty interesting. Thursday um, night on NFL.com. Um, all right, then. So be on the lookout for that one. And uh, like I say, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, 
creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.